We're back on Buckets of Books and talking about our recent reads. So the book that I most recently read, or one of them, um, has been on my list since I was your age. Um, it's oh, like wow. the, the longest one I've, that's been on my to-read list. Um, I had a friend in high school who was writing a paper about it, and she loved it, and she kept telling me to read it. Um, but it just didn't really sound that interesting to me. And eventually I got a copy and read a few pages and didn't really get into it right away. Um, but I finally read it and I'm excited to tell her that I finally did. Cause I did think it was really good. Um, it's called storming heaven by Denise Jardina. Um, it's about these crazy real life events that happened in Appalachia um, when the coal mining companies came in and basically stole land from a bunch of people and they went on kind of a violent strike and then the U.S. government um, sent in like the military planes and gas and bombed the mountain. Mm -hmm. Um, A weird like labor battle that I had never heard of before. Um, so it's alternating perspectives. Um, one of them is a politician and one's a union guy. Uh, there's a woman who's a nurse and the other is, um, an Italian immigrant who is brought in to, um, her family helps in the mines. Um, so it, it was good. Um, I think there are things the author could have done better, like maybe the alternating perspectives, wasn't as successful as as it is on some of the things we talk about Uh but overall I would still recommend um so was it like alternating perspectives in a non-fiction way or was it fiction just based on the? it was fiction um it was like historical fiction Uh um but you know all tied to something that really happened like a very specific kind of moment in history um yeah, I th- I think maybe it could have been better as third-person omniscient um, because it didn't really feel, I don't know, that well-balanced. Mm-hmm. Like, the the Italian woman's perspective, I think she only had, like, three chapters in the whole thing. So it, that, it felt like she was just kind of thrown in there, um, and yeah. her perspective wasn't given as much development or weight. Um, but on the other hand, you could make a case that you know, the characters live in Appalachia, like, it's very voicey, they have accents, they speak in a certain way, so maybe that would be lost in third-person omniscient. Yeah, I think it's hard, though, also, like, if it's so centered around this one event, or, like, this one, like, whatever it is, that, like, any sort of perspectives are just going to be secondary to the story. Yeah, I mean, and you did see how it affected different people who were involved, but they were all kind of on the same side. They were all people who had been wronged by the um, by the coal mining companies, and they were all on the side of the union. So it didn't really feel like the perspectives were that different. Uh-huh. Like, maybe it would have been cool to have, um, you know, somebody who... Like, there was one character who worked for the... Um, the company and was kind of selling out even though he was from Appalachia like maybe that would have been a more interesting perspective to focus on more because um like I guess I'll spoil it um one of the characters in the main perspective dies 
and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, like, I guess we're not hearing from him anymore, but you didn't really miss it because the other ones were pretty similar. Do the characters, like, know each other, or are they just completely separate? Two of them are a romance, um, which I didn't, again, it felt, like, too similar, like, we're their stories were so intertwined that I didn't really need them separately. Yeah. Um, and another was like a family friend. And then the Italian woman was just completely removed. She like barely interacted with the other characters at all, which I, I think that her whole thing could have just been scrapped um, because it really felt tacked on. Yeah. Overall though, worth it or. Yeah, I think so. It took me a really long time to read it um 10 years I guess (laughs) um but I did like it and I gave it to my mom because one of the characters is a nurse and she really like my mom is a nurse and really likes historical fiction and um there are there's kind of like a public health aspect like they're trying to get people to um like uh give good health advice to the minors and that kind of thing so I thought she would like it but it was maybe something I don't know maybe a different kind of reader would have enjoyed more but I still enjoyed in its own way nice I feel I feel sort of the same about I just finished reading the play Fences by August Wilson for school and I I feel the same way where I it's or I guess a little bit opposite, where, like, the writing is really amazing and the characters are real and the play is this, like, part of, like, this, like, really important larger collection. But the story itself, which is, like, the opposite of what you said, I just felt, like, I don't know, like, bored isn't the right word, but it also feels very, like, obvious almost, where, like he's saying so many different things in this play and it also just feels like they're very surface level in the play and so like because it's dialogue you only get this one perspective as the audience but also because of that you're like you're just being told everything and so it's I don't know it was like and I don't usually like reading plays um just because of that but I do like I don't know. I, like, still don't know how I feel about it. But the writing itself is really good, like, just on its own. That makes sense. Um, I With plays, there is, like, a different kind of directness that I feel like um, I would struggle with if I were a playwright, um, you know, because you can't really say what your character is thinking and so much of it is dialogue heavy. You just kind of have to say, like, yeah I feel this or come up with a more subtle way so I that makes sense to me but what's it about um it's about this guy Troy Maxson and his family and I'm pretty sure it takes place in the 50s and just about like being black people in a New York it's not New York but like somewhere in America in the 50s um and so it's like all really centered around Troy and his family and the most interesting part I think is like when I'm I'm now writing this essay on it for school, but it there are, like, all these biblical references and allusions in it. And so it's, like, it has all these different layers 
that are there and so like when we had discussions in class I would like it more because then I would be like oh look at this thing I hadn't realized before but just like reading it just on its own if I hadn't like had to analyze it every chapter or whatever it's like a different play um I your audio cut out for like that whole answer (laughs) um do you want to pause and then tell me what you said and then (laughs) yeah let's do that all right we're all caught up okay got it (laughs) okay um biblical allusions are so prevalent especially in everything I ever had to read for high school I remember Mm -hmm. just being like okay like more Jesus stuff um and sometimes it really felt like it was being hitting us over the head with it and I don't know I guess that's one of the things that maybe you wish for like less western centric literature in schools these days like I remember one time an English teacher giving us some extra question extra credit questions that were biblical in nature and related to the text and I was kind of like okay well the non-christian kids might not know this and that was in Tennessee, but it all felt kind of weird. That's interesting, because this is, like, the first play or anything I've read in school that had these, like, outright references or, like, we've ever even talked about it. Because I feel like it's not even that I've had such, like, a diverse list of books I've had to read for school. It just hasn't really come up or been, pur- I guess, purposely it hasn't come up, but it hasn't really been, like, a topic of discussion until now. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe it's just, you know, we, you and I have had very different kind of um, high school backgrounds and um, maybe it's just something that they pushed more in Tennessee, especially 10 years ago. Um, But I remember people joking a lot like, oh, like you got to read the Bible to pass this class, you know. It's like there, there were these references where I would have to use the quotes as evidence and I would like type them into google to like check if it was really a reference or i was like oh that sounds like it might be from the bible and then like if it was i would then like look up the story and then i would look up like oh what does that mean so it's like this whole process but it's like and some of them i like didn't even realize were illusions until they happened um but yeah it's interesting i'm like now trying to think about other books i've read for english and they've actually all like had zero mention of I mean, I don't think it's possible to never mention the Bible, but just, like, it just never come up before. It wasn't such a prevalent thing for your reading list. Well, yeah. that's probably good. Um, and I'm also really surprised to hear that you don't like reading plays. You're such a theater <laughs> person. I know. It's, like, a lot. I don't, yeah, I know. I was just thinking about that, too, when I said that. It's, like, there are a lot of plays I know I would like, but I think I just, like, because I also have some more experience with acting and creating them than I do reading them just on their own, it's, like, I can't help but feel like I'm missing some part of the process. Like, when I read them, it's because, like, I know that I'm somehow involved in it. Like, oh, this is my character. How do people interact with her? Like, I have this other connection to it that with a book you can get that connection because you have like all these other details it's not just the dialogue that's been being handed to you it's like everything else with the play it feels much more like you just have to be in it and like you just have to be paying attention the whole time um but I was writing like a two-page play for school recently and it was like 
50% stage directions and like 50% dialogue, which is not really what it's supposed to be just because it's a play. And I was just realizing also like how much like the stage direct, I was just like I was writing a story and then I added like dialogue in it just because like, I, I don't know. I don't like just the plain speaking part. Is it like poetry? Like people in the poetry world always insist like it has to be written aloud like for you, you know, the play just really has to be performed to be appreciated. Not to be appreciated, but just for me to like, interested isn't quite the right way to say it, but just like for me to like want to like keep reading and I just like have such a stronger connection to it if I'm somehow involved with making it that like when I'm not I just can't help but like think about like that other part of it what about afterwards after the you're done with the production do you ever go back and read the play afterward and then still feel that stronger connection to it well some of them it's like I was in the production and then like I read it for school like for Hamlet or Romeo and Juliet Um, so it's, like, but also those are, like, the most famous plays ever, so it's, like, hard to not read those. Um, but I just, like, had such a clear understanding of it because I was in them. Like, I wouldn't, like, when we did read Hamlet in ninth grade, I just, like, was able to just, like, analyze it on such a deeper level because I knew it already so well. But I keep all the plays that I've, like, I keep the scripts for all of them, but I don't usually, like, read through them after I'm done. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. (laughs) All right, I think that's it for this episode of Buckets of Books.